Welcome to the Stoic Sage. In this podcast, we are dedicated to using past knowledge tested by time to empower people of today. This podcast series includes discussions around modern challenges utilizing wisdom from nearly 2,000 years ago with the goal of bringing about how to think rather than what to think. Welcome to the journey to sagehood. It is slavery to not speak one's own thoughts. Euripides. Live the Spartan way, Socrates would say. Sleep on the hard floor, eat plain bread, and drink only water. Socrates stressed this mentality so much, and even the great Stoics coined a term for this kind of mentality, which is voluntary discomfort. The philosophers of the ancient past and researchers today have come together to conclude that we as humans desire challenges. Our emotional minds, however, can be roadblocks to how we figure out to resolve them. The Stoics recognized well, this very idea and suggest that voluntary discomfort can help in priming the mind to handle life's struggles. We must not forget that while that worked for the ancient past, where food was scarce, uh, comfort was rare, corruption was at its worst, and and death was closer than ever. I mean, it was natural for somebody to just really figure out voluntary discomforts. This mentality actually must be used today more than ever because we have removed many, many of the discomforts of the world that we encounter. Obviously, in other parts of the world, it's far, far different. But for a, um, a good majority do live, you know, first world nation is what I'm really talking about, developing nation, very different from the in comparison to the ancient past. And here's the thing, the brain will continue to want challenges. We are wired to solve puzzles, to notice patterns and resolve conflict amongst each other and with ourselves. Not because we want problems, but because we inherently seek to understand why a problem exists in the first place. When we are stripped of our challenges like most are today, we end up creating our own challenges. And I don't want to diminish the individual challenges we have today, but looking at the most common problems, and I'm talking about real concerns. I mean, we can see that the majority of people have money problems, health problems, family friend problems. Not being able to have the newest phone, for example, is not an actual problem. Not having people like you for who you are, is not a problem. You know, a recent survey stated that most people's problems are rooted in not having enough money. But, I mean, back in the ancient times, the list of problems was far, far larger. Not having their farm grow enough crops for their family was a real problem that money could not solve. With their, will their crops provide enough food for the next winter? Why aren't my cattle breeding? (laughs) 
Do we have a proper way of storage for our food? Not knowing whether or not your home will remain standing during the next winter storm was a real problem. Worrying about your nation's ability to protect your family was a real problem. Or worse, a king, like many countries back then at the time, crossing boundaries of your basic freedoms. We forget we live better than the kings of the ancient past. We have air conditioning. Sure, that's not a big deal, but castles didn't have air conditioning. (laughs) We have heaters, a microwave, phones, sturdy clothing, knowledge, comfort, running water, and peace. All in your own home. For me, I don't even have to leave my home. All in my home. I don't have to leave anywhere to find all of those things. Right? It's all very basic. Basic necessities have been cared for. And those were all the problems of the ancient past that we resolved. But my social anxiety is the worst. People don't like me. It's hurting my mental health that I'm not being referred to how I want them to. I mean, there we have to understand that a lot of these problems in these first world countries is there are many social constructs that have harmed our past. But I think we have to really think deeply. Are we creating new social ones? Now, here's the thing. As of today, we have resolved the majority of the problems that we have been facing as a human species. Anyone who disagrees on this view only views the world in a bleak way. That's, that's all that is. Most cancers are treatable. 50 years ago, you would have most certainly died. Most diseases are treatable. Now many of them are considered infections. We have found ways to communicate with one another across the globe. Our shoes are not only more comfortable, but now stylish and creative. Most of the U.S. has air conditioning and a TV. Most phones we use cater to your every single desire. From you being lonely and getting on Tinder or Bumble or Meetup, all the way to wanting to learn a new science fact. Or, or also endlessly scroll if you're bored. I mean, we have improved immensely. (laughs) Healthcare science has boomed. We have more patents and emerging technology that resolve more problems than at any point in history. We have done so well. I mean, social laws have only gotten clearer and more equitable. Climate-related casualties have only decreased over the decades, not because we're resolving climate-related issues, but because our infrastructure and evacuation plans and how we resolve things have gotten better. And yes, we have come a long way, and now new challenges are also on the horizon. We have much more to figure out. As we look to the future, though, it's important as a Stoic to recognize the, the whole journey. We have not been going backward in time. We have more abundance than at any point in history. Looking at humanity and allowing it to impact you in such a way as you scream and demand change will not actually bring, I mean, most likely will not bring the kind of change that you want. We must maintain our peace. So when it comes, when the time comes, 
where we must vote, rally, protest, speak out, we can do so with a clear mind, free from passion and free from self-delusion. You can be disappointed with the issues of today, but they do not represent the whole of it. I mean, we can't solve problems by creating new ones. We can't solve non-existent problems and claim them to be true just because of how you currently feel about them. We have to remove our judgments from current problems to see actual problems for what they actually are. Now, we can't predict the future, though. So what do we do? When we have, going back to, you know, the premise of the, the episode, which is, do we have too much comfort, right? Are we, are we actually looking for more problems and making them bigger than they, than they need to be? And if we are doing that, what do we do? And if there are big problems that we have to resolve, how should we go about it? I mean, the Stoics say that in times of peace, we prepare for war. And I mean preparing for war metaphorically, obviously, because we also have a war with our minds. But that, but that includes finding new challenges to overcome voluntarily. So when we do encounter actual problems, we are headstrong to resolve them. And also stable enough to understand when something is actually not a problem. The distinction is to resolve actual problems, not imagined problems. We should be doing everything in our power to ensure our minds are strong, exposing yourself to things um, that are challenging so you can practice mental stability. And in the face of concern, you will be able to remain calm under pressure of, of real concern. Now, the downfall of imagined concerns is that you never focus on actual problem solving, only constantly thinking about the worsening problems. Imagined concerns can only come really in the form of boredom. Because then again, do we have too much comfort? Are we just looking for things <laughs> to be angry about? And isn't that an interesting evolutionary trait? Creating problems out of boredom. <laughs> As I've stated, it's because the brain wants, to wants things to resolve, though. Maybe we are too comfortable. We, we need our brains to figure out things to resolve. So we're kind of picking, picking at things because of how we emotionally feel in the moment. I mean, but our brain needs it. So we have to continuously expose ourselves to voluntarily, to voluntary challenges, right? To prepare for the worst. I mean, in a way, it made sense that our ancestors um, developed this evolutionary trait to begin with because they needed to be ready at a moment's notice to protect themselves and their family against lions <laughs> or a, um, a neighboring tribe from, you know, not respecting your laws, literally going in and pillaging your area. So it's an evolutionary trait that we find ourselves trying to resolve issues. And we've gotten to a point in history where we have so much comfort that we should, in fact, actually be grateful for how far we have come. But let's not forget the comforts that we do have and, you know, attempting to create worse problems for ourselves when there isn't really a major concern to begin with. I mean, let's get back to the foundations of what we tried to do as a society, right? 
And we have come so far. We can't forget that. We have to look at history as the whole. We have to look at the trends as a whole. Not just anecdotal information. Because anecdotal, I mean, I can go on forever about why the world is a horrible place to live in. I can use anecdotal evidence to prove how the human species needs to, I don't know, be eradicated. We are the parasites. Like, yes, of course, I can make that argument. But it wouldn't help anybody. And it sure as heck, you know, wouldn't really actually stand up against your, uh, against the actual whole of it. The logic would be flawed in many, many ways. Because again, the trends have only shown that we have gotten better as a human species. And it all started, I mean, with philosophy. Because we think about our purpose and our meaning. And in that purpose and meaning, we find morality. And in that morality, we develop laws for freedom and understanding that there are fundamental rights that we all should have. And then resolving the things that brought us much discomfort. But then... Now we're getting to a little pivotal point in our society where now we're kind of creating problems. And that's a bit concerning because, I mean, a lot of people would cry wolf over things that are, in my opinion, in many people's opinion, needless. I mean, sure, a small smidge of what you have to say is correct. But the kinds of resolutions that come with that can also be extreme and actually lead to more problems. I think that's the main concern. We have to make sure that as Stoics, we remain calm. And by remaining calm, you can make better judgments when you do have to make a judgment. But that includes voluntary discomfort, training the mind to, to not be so emotionally charged when you are faced with something that is potentially concerning, you know? That way you're able to understand and listen and instead of being emotionally swayed into believing somebody or believing a narrative or anything like that, you can sit back and say, is this actually a concern? What is the point of this? What is the actual issue? What is the root of these concerns and are they valid based on reality? And if they are, then we go through our philosophy where we start to pin it up against reality. Okay, now what's the logical resolution? When now what's a rational resolution? You know, it's, we kind of have to go through that process. And then what is ethical as far as how we resolve issues? You have to take all of this into consideration. That's what being human is all about. We're political in nature. <laughs> but, needless to say, do we have too much comfort? I think we forget how much comfort we actually have. I really do think that. I mean, sometimes I'm even ungrateful for the amount of comfort that I have. Right? And I think we all have our moments, but like Socrates said, every now and again, live the Spartan way. Sleep on the hard floor. Eat the plain bread and drink only water. Take your cold shower. Work out in the blistering summer heat. <laughs> expose yourself to voluntary discomforts so when real concerns happen in your daily life you can actually discern whether or not they are real concerns for us to address as, as a society and as individuals
Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help out the show. If you would like to check out Stoic Sage merch or read about the blog, please go to stoicsage.co. Also, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. Lastly, don't forget to become a member for our new exclusive Stoic Sage episodes. You can sign up using the link in the bio. I wish you well, fellow Stoics, on your path to sagehood.